Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Confidence Show, a podcast for the big dreamers who want to create more confidence so they can live their lives on their own terms. Hosted by confidence and life coach Rebecca Hawks, that's me by the way, The Confidence Show was created to inspire you to say yes to the things that scare you, to help you feel less alone when you're struggling with your mindset and to show you that you truly can design a life you love. With a new episode landing in your feed every Monday and Thursday, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out. Welcome back to part two of The Confidence to Be a Digital Nomad with Han Talbot. Let's dive straight back in. So obviously the we've talked a lot about like living to your own schedule and being able to travel to beautiful places while you're working. That's really appealing as being, as, as being like a digital nomad. Are there any other benefits that people maybe don't talk about so much um, that you would that you would kind of say are a good reason to work remotely? Again, it depends on, I suppose, like sort of your own priorities in life. I, the first thing that came to my mind when you said that, you asked that was well, well-being, honestly. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I used to, even when I worked on like, half in London, half um, in Surrey, I was still drinking too much coffee in the day for example to get myself through I saved something like a hundred pounds from traveling into London for three days a week in the pandemic which of course then gave me enough money to then completely reinvest in like all my tech while over the pandemic I think there are there are just some things that I, I feel like when it's not talked about enough the lifestyle side of it and people's well-being is just still not talked about enough and I think understanding that giving people the space to create those results instead of creating this kind of big brother approach to work, which we still see a lot of, unfortunately, it's just it's damaging. It's damaging people's well-being, you know, whether it is drinking too much caffeine and running down your liver, whether it is just making people burn out. Again, like there's a lot of articles coming out now about how burnout is just the new normal state of being and that's not okay (laughs) so I think the biggest thing that I'm still trying to champion is that remote working provides you the ability to look after your well-being how you need to and as well as create better results for your clients if that's how you do work um and yeah so I suppose those are the two things that are still just not talked about enough in my mind yeah that's so beautiful and I guess when you're in like a corporate job or in like a nine to five there's this whole mindset and this concept of like living for the weekend and you have a really stressful week and you commute and you spend so much time focused on your job that it gets to the weekend that you want to go out and you perhaps drink a lot or you don't really do anything or you just you don't 
have the energy to take care of yourself as much as you could whereas when you are flexible with your work schedule you can be more proactive in scheduling things like workouts or taking time to go for a walk or you don't have that thought of like oh it's been a really stressful week at work I'm going to go out and party all weekend like you can you can put um like practical things in place to look after yourself better and I think health is so important especially over the last two years like our mental health is so important and if working remotely gives you that flexibility to do whatever you can to make sure that your mental health is at its peak then you're always going to get better results for yourself you're going to feel more fulfilled you're not going to have those moments where you kind of hit the self-destruct button for a little while just because it's your only way to cope with with what's going on. Yeah, exactly. It's just being able to keep up with your own life without completely like killing yourself from the inside or going emotionally numb. Mm. To put it bluntly. <laughs> I can't think of it. <laughs> Very bluntly. <laughs> no, but I do, I do understand what you are saying and I feel... Like, I think I first kind of experienced this more, maybe Thailand, but Australia was somewhere that I really experienced it because it was a country similar to the UK but there was this whole work-life balance that we don't have in the UK like Australians would finish work and then we'd all go to I mean like I didn't have a nine-to-five job there I worked in bars but like people would go for barbecues at the weekend or you would go to the beach or you would go for runs or walks in the like rainforest or the park or in the mountains or wherever and wherever and people would actually live their life as well as work a job Whereas I feel like so much in the UK, people like live to, is it live to work rather than like work to live? I can't remember what the way around it is, but, <laughs> but people were like their whole focus that their life revolves around their job and they don't have anything outside of that. And I think it's really unhealthy. Mm-mm. Yeah. It, it, yeah, exactly. I think it's just understanding that working remotely and having that kind of structure and being able to well for me freelancing obviously has been a huge part of that also but just understanding that your personality is not your job or or rather your personality so it it is something that you do and something that you do well hopefully but it's not your whole personality yeah it's not who you are it's it's like yeah as you say something you do and I feel like sometimes even as like remote workers I know I've fallen into the trap of when people say like when people ask you or like introduce themselves to you or when you're asked to introduce yourself to someone else it will be like oh I'm Rebecca Hawks I'm a coach or I'm a social media manager or I'm a this whereas over the past few months I've really been trying to kind of almost I don't know if this sounds a bit dramatic but almost like take back my identity and remember that my business is something that I do and it's not who I am and I feel like for a long time those lines were kind of blurred probably similar to the way that they would be if you were in a nine-to-five yeah absolutely I think rather obviously it's different when you're writing emails and things like that um but I think even when I go to events now I try to say okay now I have a podcast but I also do x y and z or like I'm originally from the UK and like I've lived in even this morning I wrote in my journal um something again I wish I had it to hand but I've stuck it somewhere because I was doing content before we got online um but I wrote something down in my journal today that I then had to put elsewhere about um it not this isn't word for word but I got to um I am the chilled surfer who also runs a successful remote business vibe like that was it it was not I'm a creative project manager and who happens to also do you know live in this place right now it was 
this is what I'm passionate about. This is the kind of thing that I enjoy doing for myself and only myself. And that's the vibe that I give off. But I also happen to have successful remote work and a business that I'm also very passionate about and want to grow and love being around people. Da, 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 da. It's just understanding. I definitely feel like there's a period at the moment that a lot of us are going through. We're just trying to, like you said, kind of almost like reclaim our identity and focus more on what it is that we enjoy doing for ourselves and make that the priority rather than as we've kind of been trained to talk about our titles our like accomplishments and make that all of who we are as people it's no I I happen to be like a kind of bit of a weirdo who talks way too bluntly and also loves being around people but also likes kind of being by the beach and you know you get to know that kind of side of me instead I love that and I think that's what really creates like those genuine authentic relationships when you can be open about that and when you really know who you are you go into conversations and you go into meeting people with that kind of energy rather than the energy of oh I need to tell people what I do because that's how I get clients or that's how you're going to network best or like Mm -hmm. with a purpose whereas when you just go oh yeah like this is what I do like I waffle on a bit like anyone that's listened to the podcast knows I'm a waffler that's who I am in real life like that's what I want people to know about me like this is who I am and I do these things as well mm. and that's, that's just a part of another part of who I am but it's not the sole person that I am Mm-mm, definitely I feel like especially in the last couple of years we've been really honing in on what matters to us and I think that's that's where we're at now we're, we're in a sort of pivotal moment where we understand that we are our own priorities now our priorities are ourselves our well-being who we are as people and we also only want to be surrounded by those people that add to that as well mm, yes that's huge I've definitely noticed especially being online and on like social media I feel like I was in this bubble of like the coaching industry and I've made myself step out of it because I was like, I don't want to be around this. Like, this isn't the environment I want to be around. I want to be around an environment that makes me feel good. And I want to step out into all these other things and focus on my own well-being. And I think it has come from the pandemic of realizing, okay, well, when everything else shuts down, like, who are we? What are we doing? Like, what are we left with? And I think it's really helped many of us to be able to connect with ourselves deeper and kind of come back to come back to ourselves and as you said before like reclaim who we are Mm-mm. yeah we definitely had time to be like right okay without all this kind of looking good ways of being who are we really and what really matters at the end of the day to us and I feel like my tolerance for certain things in life is definitely dimmed and I think a lot of people are picking up on that now not in a bad way it's just I really only want to focus on the things and the people that are going to lift me up and likewise vice versa I don't want to just take you know I want to be able to give too but it's even people also that want to do things and be proactive and like make well live 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 right like (laughs) absolutely absolutely I think it's a really welcome change and I think it's it's a good good way for things to be going um there were times where like I lived abroad um that I kind of felt quite lonely and that's something that I also wanted to cover here like 
because when I when I moved to Honduras, it wasn't a popular area for, for digital nomads. Like everyone on the island was like a diver or a drinker. And I was there like starting my own business. And I felt lonely a lot of the time. Um, and it took me quite a while to make friends. And even when I made friends, I felt very much like I was the friend because I was the girlfriend of the guy that was there kind of thing. So I, I found it hard to have my own identity. And that made me feel quite lonely. So have you ever experienced like feeling lonely when you're traveling to new places and if so like do you have any tips for how to not feel so lonely and not kind of be consumed by that loneliness because I know for me it can kind of like make me shut off rather than be like okay I'm going to push myself out there and make, make friends. I learned this one massively when I did my year abroad as a student that um, you take yourself wherever you are or like, I think the saying is wherever you go there you are yeah I think that's the saying and it just means that you can't run away from your problems because I used to especially in my early 20s I used to hear people be like oh I'm gonna move abroad and things are gonna be so much better and it's like oh that's really not the way to look at things um or like you know I'm gonna move to London and I'm gonna get like this job that pays me x y and z and but yet you're still drinking your problems away and whatnot again not hating on anyone not pointing fingers nothing like that but it was just I know I had to go through a lot of self-development for myself to figure out okay what was it that was really eating me on the inside so I could get to the point that if I needed to spend time by myself I could and I can sit with myself and you know 95% of the time be good with that and it's because especially when you're traveling it, it you are going to be alone you are going to be by yourself unless you have a partner but even then you're still going to have times where you are going to be alone and it's not for everyone and that's okay. But I think understanding that you're going to be on your own, whether it's on a plane, on a train, in an Airbnb, even in a co-work space. Cause when I, I, I did try staying in a co-living space in Mexico city, but I still had my own room. I was adamant that I was not going to stay in a dorm. I'm not, I'm just not that kind of traveler anymore. Um, but just understanding that, there are going to be times when you'll be alone and now I'm like I can do it and I don't even think about it but because otherwise yes you do kind of end up I feel I feel like I have kind of gone into this lonely space where I suppose my way of dealing with it is if I'm feeling lonely I will take myself out of the Airbnb go do something whether it's you know with other people meeting strangers and we come find some experience that's one thing I will go you know hang out with or like for example when I was in as first and split I actually organized a whole digital nomad dinner with strangers again on my first night there on a Facebook group so I reached out on Facebook group so much fun some people from that dinner where we still hang out every now and again so it's I guess it's figuring out what it is you want to go do do not wallow put use that journal like that journal has been amazing for combating that for me figure out what it is that's going to get you out of the loneliness you know is it that you need to do some exercise is it that you want to go see that site because also you don't have to wait for everyone to go before you go is it that you want to go have dinner and have a glass of wine with people uh, put on facebook that you want to do that and normally at least you know three four people will go yeah me too if not more it's finding ways to kind of keep yourself motivated again it comes back to discipline it comes back to discipline i think and knowing yourself it's figuring out what it is that you want from this and if you if it's that you just want to call your mom then call your mom like that's cool too <laughs> like, or if it's that you want your partner to give you a hug tell them you want a hug 
like do what it is you need to do to overcome that because you will experience it at some point like that is a guarantee you will at some point feel lonely whether that and again I like to think that I am so comfortable being alone but even I've gone uh, I wish someone was like sitting watching this film with me right now or like you know they were watching this sunset with me on the beach whatever it is so it's just being very aware of yourself and doing the work that you need to do to overcome that I found I really, <laughs> no, no, that's such a good answer. That really understanding like why you're feeling that way and then like choosing to do something about it and being brave almost, like having those moments where you're like, okay, I feel really lonely. Like, what can I do about this? And like you say, like asking on Facebook, saying like, does someone want to go for a drink? Like for me, that's a that's a brave act. That's something that's like bold mm. to do because if you put out there like, oh, do you want to go for a drink and you get rejected, then you've got to deal with the rejection side of things. Like it's it's brave and you've got to have courage, but the alternative is to sit and wallow in self-pity and that's not going to be fun for anyone. <laughs> and I'll just put a disclaimer out there. I've actually almost never apart from once um and again I still went anyway pretty much every time I posted on a Facebook group saying hey who would anyone be up for like going doing some content together or going for a glass of wine or whatever it is literally nine times out of ten people have shown up mm. the one that didn't I probably would have planned it slightly better but again I still went and I actually still made a friend with the waiter and we follow each other on Instagram so <laughs> Ache. so like it still works out <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah there's always gonna be like the people probably like me who are waiting for somebody to invite them and then there's gonna be the people that put it out there and like you and are just like hey this is what I want to do do you want to come and I think that's that's great to do that is honestly my approach for everything it's not for everybody but I'm like ah I don't see this thing happening so I'm gonna do it anyway and if people want to come along Yay, friends. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Um, one thing that I also wanted to discuss with you, because I think it was, did I see a TikTok or something the other day that you did maybe? I think this is where this question came from. But I wanted to talk a little bit about dating um, whilst you're living remotely, because I hadn't dated for years. I went on a first date a couple of weeks ago. Oh God, it's probably about a month ago now. I hadn't dated for years. Um, and one of the things specifically I wanted to talk about was the whole idea of like you moving around um, from place to place regularly. Do you find it easy to date or not? And is it something that you actively make the effort to do? Or is it something that just happens naturally? Or do you just not date at all? Or have I just got that completely wrong and you're just not interested at all? <laughs> as soon as you said like, oh, so there's a TikTok you did. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> where I go to be silly a lot of the time sometimes it's helpful sometimes it's a bit informative but it's largely my outlet for like my weird like what you <laughs> saw dating um so I have been proudly single for a kind of count now years um because for me I really wanted to get to Greg and it was just my decision to do some inner work on what who I am for one thing when I'm alone and as an individual and what my identity is again going back to that conversation and working on myself to build that resilience again for myself so yeah we could go into we could do a whole other episode on dating and like the inner work for that so your question in one short sweet sentence no I've not really dated while I've been moving around had plenty of chats with people and funnily enough like there is um an app out now called nomad for nomad soulmates and i have been on and i gave myself a massive giggle dare i expose myself but it's very good app for nomads i'll put it out there now it's still very fresh what's so good about that app is it allows you to filter way more than like say tinder bumble and hinge and all the rest of it does so if you're like someone who is full-time traveling who just like once a one night stand you can essentially put out that you, if you are someone who has a base but then goes traveling for three to six months a year you can put that out there too so you kind of have that option of understanding how the person travels and how the person lives remotely as well so there's that added level um but <laughs> I, I keep trying and I'm like I'm, I'm open to it but I think I've got to that point with things now where I'm like I know what I want from a relationship and I feel like once I know I know and I'm just such a terrible texter that sitting on apps and not well another app (laughs) for like you know x amount of time I'm not willing to put in that effort for me I'm that person who if we meet in a bar and we get chatting and then like we kind of get to a place where we're like okay you know I want to go you want to go there I want to go here do we keep chatting I'm that person that's just very open communication about things and just sort of open to what's out there rather than being too kind of like oh well yeah yeah I don't have to explain it I think the best way to describe it is I'm someone who if we meet in a bar get chatting have good chemistry we'll work out we'll I'm probably we'll work out and we'll communicate we will communicate (laughs) 
God, we are so alike. I feel exactly the same. I do feel excited about that whole dating app, the soulmate, the digital nomad soulmate ones, whatever, because that's exactly what I want. Like, I feel like I am a little bit again, not maybe against is a bit strong, but against like meeting someone in the UK because I know that I want to keep traveling. I want to live abroad for extended periods of time. I want to meet someone that wants that as well. And I'm like, oh, if I meet someone in the UK, then am I just going to compromise my whole life again? Like I've done before, like I don't want to end up in that situation again. I still want to like live my own life. So very excited about that. But also completely agree with I'm a terrible texter. I don't respond to people A, quickly or B, sometimes not at all. And I don't want to sit there on apps and I much prefer the idea of like being out in a bar and having a conversation and being like, oh my God, there's chemistry here. Like, this is really nice. And I think that's one of the things that kind of makes me want to get back into traveling regularly again, because I feel like I can have those experiences or like moments where I can meet people much more openly. Yeah, we we don't have the same kind of digital nomad culture even in London, we don't quite have the same kind of digital nomad culture in the UK that I've been able to experience in other places and hotspots for nomads. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what that what that is, but I think, uh, yeah, for me, I would rather meet in person, get to know kind of how we bounce off each other straight away, rather than, you know, text for ages and then figure out we don't have chemistry, which is what has happened to me in the past. So, yeah. And when you're nomad i feel i found that digital nomads and remote workers remote lifers slow mads you name it a lot of people a lot of the time have done already know what it is they're looking for right they've done some inner work they've done a practice they, they don't quite have the same sort of lifestyle so they have less time almost to figure to play with things and they have a lot more time well they kind of quickly establish what it is they want and so therefore you can kind of figure it out a lot quicker as well because their whole thing is like the f- front focus here normally is travel at the end of the day yeah. so it's a very very different but it is a slightly different approach to dating I much prefer that approach and I think chemistry is so important like I I feel like it's so mm. like it's just crucial is it like for me it's crucial like some people are just like oh no like give people a few chances like go and see them a couple of times and I'm like no I want instant chemistry I want to meet someone and be like do we have a vibe yes we do great let's carry on chatting do we do we not have a vibe okay well like why I don't I don't want to keep giving people like my time and energy if I don't have that instant spark like that's so important to me Um, and I have I've also been single for years now because I made that choice to like I want to reflect on myself I want to connect back with who I am kind of understand myself a bit more and I don't even know if I'm ready for like an actual relationship yet but the whole idea of dating like is is a little bit exciting (laughs) I said you know actually I I was similar until actually I went to my last event in Bansko where I just kind of I kind of was at an event one evening and I was like I know I'm good I know my I know my value for me and I know who I am as a person enough that I could kind of go right yeah we, we could hit it off like if someone were to come over right now and or you know if I was to like be in wherever it is and I know that I would be strong enough to go I'm open to this or I'm not open to this and it just kind of was a really refreshing feeling to 
be in a community of people who are kind of similar minded and know that I could be okay no matter what as well mm. so I think as I said to a friend I was like right I'm putting it out there I'm putting it out there and she was like yeah I'm putting it out there and I'm like okay right it's out there mm-hmm. but also I'm not going to spend hours on apps that's just not who I am <laughs> that. that's, yeah that's that's kind of the vibe that I want at the moment as well like it's out there it's gonna happen but I'm also not gonna spend hours of my life just replying to people that are just gonna ghost me <laughs> yes and then but it's just in the same fashion you know I don't want to spend extra time now on people who also don't want the same things you you don't you know don't want the things that you want either as well it's a kind of mutual thing absolutely and I don't really want to like compromise like I used to like I feel like I spent the majority of my last relationship like I was always compromising and I almost like convinced myself that it would be fine because one day he would compromise for me and that one day like never came and I don't want to be in a relationship Mm. like that anymore like I don't want to have to compromise I would much rather meet someone who has the same values who has the same ideals and who wants to like build the same kind of life that I want to build exactly the same yeah yes okay amazing um still on the same kind of connections ways but not in like a romantic space um I've always found that I've been able to build like much deeper connections with people when I've traveled and lived abroad but with some people um where I've like moved around to like the next place we haven't stayed quite so close and I know that's partly because like neither of us have really kept in contact that much but do you find that moving around often does help you build deeper connections, especially when you're in those nomad communities? And if yes, how do you ensure that you remain close with those people when you do travel to the next place? I guess the first thing that came to my mind when you said about it was the fact that obviously like we're the generation that's growing up with social media. Mm-hmm. So it is probably a hell of a lot easier to keep generally in contact and to kind of keep an idea of what's going on in different people's lives anyway I think that has definitely been a useful connection um and especially like you know if someone you know says I can't remember where was I I think I was in uh anyway I've been a couple places where someone's literally dm'd me and gone oh my god you're here like let's meet up and you didn't even know but they've seen your stories on Instagram, for example, and seen that you're in town. So then you go, yeah, yeah, we'll meet up for coffee and you've not chatted in six months. I kind of have, I would literally say to everybody that I meet on the road, the invitation is open to you to come and see me wherever I am in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a given. You just let me know where you want to be or if you're there, like, let me know. If you, know, you want to come visit me, just say, that's an open invitation. I won't tell you again. It's just there. So that's one thing I always establish with people. I think also I'm generally a very especially now, like where I'm at in my life, I would say I'm pretty open book from the beginning. So you kind of get to know who I am from the start. So therefore, you know, again, I can, I find it quite easy to pick up where I left things anyway. Like I mentioned when we were chatting about dating, I'm not the best texter. I'm that person who's like, right, we'll meet for a coffee in three months. We'll catch up then. Or like, it, yeah I have a very different kind of approach to I suppose the, the the normal way of doing things which would be like oh make sure you message people and like you know, email or like have some system in place I'm not I'm that person who will be like hey I'm in town like want to meet up and then we'll catch up and like it'll be like there's been no time at all so I think that's been the easiest and I guess I don't know if you found this from being a social media manager but being able to also comment like there's no time like in between seeing each other on posts mm-hmm. uh, and yeah 
talk to them like they are sat next to you, even if it's on you know Twitter, whatever it is. Just being able to find that sort of level of comfort. And I guess also, again, I found with digital nomads and remote workers that there is that sort of understanding that we'll see each other again. It's never quite goodbye because we'll see each other on social media for a while and then we'll catch up wherever we happen to be next. So there's definitely a different approach within the community anyway. But I think I kind of try to establish from the off that, yeah, I'm very much who I am. I am who I am. And you can ask me anything, you'll get to know me and who I am, I'd say pretty quickly. And then, yeah, like friendship is whatever it's going to be. I love that so much. And again, <laughs> I feel like we're quite similar there. Like I'm, that, I mean, we haven't spoken for years yet. I feel like I spoke to you literally yesterday. And I know we've been messaging a bit more like the last few weeks, but I feel like I spoke to you yesterday. And I really cherish those kind of friendships. Like I've got a few, few friends where we have met abroad and we won't speak for like six months and then we'll like go out for drinks and it will be as if we hung out like literally the day before and I yeah. absolutely love it I feel like for me those friendships are some of my some of my favorite I don't know if I'm allowed to say that <laughs> but they're like some of the best friendships that I have because they're just so effortless and mm. my closest friends know I'm not somebody that replies to every single message I'm not somebody that replies immediately or quickly like it might take me a week or a couple of weeks to reply and I feel like the people that are accepting of that I then feel like our relationship is stronger because I've not got in the back of my head like oh my god he didn't reply they're gonna hate me <laughs> that's also why I love voice notes well because I can't sit and type for ages I sometimes yeah. if I'm walking to the next thing or like you know if I just can't bother to try and get the what I'm in my head onto like you know phone um I will then voice note and it will all come out how it's meant to and then, you know, it, you've then got my message. You've got me communicating in what I feel is a lot more personal. I know some people are really adverse to voice notes, but I, I love it. I love it. It's just a really quick, easy way for me to make sure that I can reply to you and in the way that I want to without sitting there for ages trying to figure out how the best to text it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I like I love voice notes as well. And I feel like, like I've got quite bad, that's a massive lie. I used to have really bad anxiety. I still get anxiety sometimes. I'm getting out of that mindset right now. <laughs> I used to have really bad anxiety and I still now get like, almost like communication anxiety. So if I'm messaging someone and I'm typing the words, I will more likely overthink it or I might change the sentence or I might be like, oh, is this gonna come off right? Whereas if you just voice note and you just speak like you normally would, it's so much easier and people can kind of hear the um like the emotion in your voice so you don't get any mixed wires or it's just a much nicer way to communicate I think do you um do you ever miss home like being in the UK full-time or like the stability of working a nine-to-five I feel like I know what the answer is gonna be <laughs> <laughs> my face give it away um <laughs> I've grown up moving around quite a bit anyway um because I lived in Spain as a child as well and then even like through university I moved house every year and obviously that then lived abroad during university I got very used to moving around change was almost my normal whereas staying put was not so that was weird for me but the thing that really because my kind of like thing, slogan if you will for Handmaid's World in the podcast is home is where my laptop is mm. and that came from uh reading a book by Gloria Steinem where she actually talks about because she also grew like spoilers but she grew up moving around like even more she 
she like her family literally lived out of a car for most of her childhood and she writes about this moment where she was then trying to overcompensate like I did for a little bit by moving to a fixed house in a fixed neighborhood and trying to get this stable quote yeah in Burton commas lifestyle but that also was not fulfilling me that wasn't because I still love travel I like change I like throwing myself into things and so it was sort of trying to do the exact opposite of what I had so reading this book she essentially said once I realized that home was like wherever I wanted it to be, I could be home wherever. So for her, I think it was a piece of furniture that she picked up. She was like, as long as I can come to a base or wherever that happens to be um, and see this piece of furniture that I, that I love, I've cherished, I've done up myself, I will feel home. And so I started looking at what that was for myself. It completely transformed it because I was like, okay, it's like what's my feeling of home? And for me, feeling home was being able to connect to my family or friends and of course with social media with uh with FaceTime with all these different bits and pieces now we can actually connect much quicker and swifter than we used to so that for me was at the time home is where my laptop is before I then had an iPhone and all the rest of it so establishing that sense of home for myself has made missing missing home or you know the UK where it happens to be just kind of fall away sure I miss my family and like the dog and all the rest of it and I miss seeing friends in person but it makes it so much easier to deal with being away from May home when you've established a sense of home within yourself oh I love that love love <laughs> love it I also want to go and read that book now you've dropped so many good recommendations <laughs> I like to read guys what kind of thing <laughs> I like, I'm like an audible fan. I, I prefer to listen because I don't know. I just can't, I can't concentrate on books when I'm sitting and reading because my brain is just going constantly. Whereas I feel like if I put an audiobook on, I can just switch off and just tune into that. That's what I'm like now. Um, this was like sort of my, because I, I worked in Waterstones when I was going through college and stuff. So I was a massive books fan before I was ever a tech person. And I was still sort of coming out of that, realizing how little storage I actually have, of course. I've got, I've got a Kindle and I use Audible. So, and I'm the same. My brain all of a sudden is like, nah, I'd rather listen to an audio book while I'm walking along or doing whatever it is I'm doing. So, yeah. but yeah, this, this book was called uh, Gloria Steinem, My Life on the Road. Okay, perfect. I will add it to the list. <laughs> okay, so before we go, I want to know your top three places to live and work as a digital nomad and why you enjoy these places so much. Oh, why? <laughs> um, at the moment, one. I, I absolutely adore Mexico City. I love Mexico City and I adore, so I did a collaboration with a co-work space called Comadre, co, co co Comother, and because they are completely revolutionising uh, how we think about family and structure of family. Beautiful workspace, definitely go check them out if you're in the city. Love Mexico City, it's full of creatives, it's just got, it's, it's a vibe, it's a whole vibe. And then next I would pick probably... I keep going back to Croatia again at the moment. So I would say probably split um, to, but probably in the less summery season, more, I'd say May and September. Go check it out. Um, again, it's less, they haven't really got co-work spaces there at the moment. Um, they had one at one point, but 
yeah that's our other story I would say that's good for then chilling out by the sea for a bit of historic you know you're setting like the Game of Thrones like sets at some point um and again Croatians are so chill um so it's great and if you're in split check out d16 for the best flat white in town then i would probably my third um i always find myself gravitating back to spain and portugal there are so many other places in my head that i'm also going like uh, yeah there, there are quite a few countries actually that i want to go back to so yeah at the moment i want to go check out madeira because they've got one obviously the first digital nomad villages um ever mm-hmm. um and it's supposed to be good for surfing um then Lisbon I want to go back to because again beautiful creative town with great workspaces and cafes uh, I'm going way over the number now I know but then Spain <laughs> doing a lot around slow travel and championing slow travel and co-work spaces up and down the country too so they're more Europe focused but yeah I'll leave it at that <laughs> amazing oh my god I've got so many places that I want to visit now <laughs> I'm always like I want to go here and I want to go there and I was so jealous of when you were in um was it Bansko Bansko, Bansko. Bansko. yeah I was so jealous when you were there I was like oh my god why did I not know about this because I would have been there <laughs> okay well thank you so so much this has been such an epic episode Um, I've really, really enjoyed catching up and having you on here. And I feel like there are so many valuable tips for listeners. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you more? Uh, I am Han Meets World on everything, um, apart from Pinterest, which is Han underscore meets underscore world. Um, Or you can find the Remote Life podcast um, on pretty much every single platform that you could think of. It doesn't have its own Instagram anymore. So again, Han Meets World for all the latest updates on that. Um, otherwise, you can also check out handmeetsworld.com for extra content and blogs. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. And I will, I'll be catching up with you very soon anyway. So we're going to meet up next week. <laughs> so thank you so much. For being here. And thank you so much for listening, guys. I will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to The Confidence Show with me, Rebecca Hawkes. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This will help the podcast reach more people, which means we can help more people increase their confidence and love themselves for who they are. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.